this week's Pilch Point with Abram Pilch is proudly powered by Pure VPN. The best way to protect your privacy online is with Pure VPN. You can hide your online activities, say goodbye to regional restrictions, and improve your streaming quality. Plus, it's available for almost all of your devices. To get a special price and a 31-day money-back guarantee, you can go to pilchpoint.live slash purevpn. Hello, Internet. Sorry for the interruption. I just want to let you know we're doing an audience survey to get to know you better, what you like, what you don't, what we might need to change. It's completely free. It takes about 60 seconds. If you go to plunkettslive.com slash audience and fill out the survey, you'll be entered for one of two CES prize packs with bags and shirts and a whole lot more. Again, it takes 60 seconds. Plunkettslive.com slash audience. And now back to the show. Okay, so this is a topic that you and I... <laughs> tonight that you and I have both been following over the last couple of weeks, and it is fascinating, Abram. Yes. So, as we all know, there is a war in Ukraine. Russia has invaded Ukraine, and that has made uh, Russia a fairly unpopular country in America and, and and much of the rest of the world. And one of the most popular antivirus programs is Kaspersky Antivirus. And many websites, including we do not have recommend antivirus uh, apps on Tom's Hardware, but some of our sister sites, such as Tom's Guide, different site, um, do recommend antivirus, do have lists of the best antivirus, and many of them put Kaspersky at or near the top of their list bef uh, before all of this. Now, Kaspersky, of, Kaspersky claims that it is a global company, but it was but the founder of the company, Eugene Kaspersky, uh, is a Russian uh, is a Russian national who apparently uh, was actually trained originally trained by the KGB. Uh, so, uh, now of course they're an international company. Uh, they, they claim that, you know, while they have an office in Moscow, they have offices elsewhere. Uh, they do business with the Russian government, but they said we do business with other folks. Uh, and Kaspersky has been around for a long time. All of that being said, uh, a couple of things have happened to, a couple, there have been a couple of very serious official warnings about using Kaspersky software. One came, first one came from the German government, which advised all German citizens to uninstall Kaspersky, any Kaspersky software. Then, uh, just a couple of days ago, the FCC, and by the way, this was a revelation to me because I did not know the FCC had any say in this kind of thing. It's the Federal Communications Commission. So what does that have to do with antivirus? Uh, came out and said that uh, they consider uh, Kaspersky to be a security risk and that any company with a government contract cannot spend their government money on Kaspersky products, which is not the same as a ban or anything. It's, I mean, however, you have the 
federal government saying we think this is a risky product. Um, they have not, you know, banned the sale of it or something, but they they're saying they think this is a risky product. Now, um, obviously, Kaspersky denies uh, the allegations, uh, and really, the allegations aren't based on a particular piece of evidence, uh, which, by the way, reminds me a lot of what happened with Huawei and uh huawei and i believe also zte right mm -hmm. uh where the u.s government decided hey these these companies are are dangerous because they are associated with the chinese government they could spy on you and we'd never know it because there could be some kind of back door for the chinese government so you know we're banning the sale of these and um but they never gave an explanation now the, it's similar a similar situation with Kaspersky. Nobody, nobody, not even the government, is actually saying we've found evidence that Kaspersky is spying on you or is planning to help Russia do a cyber attack or anything like that. But the fact that they have ties to the Russian government are, you know, arguably a Russian co company certainly started there and have a main a big office there and the guy who's ceo and founder uh is you know from there um you know makes it possible that the russian government could come in and you know demand access to the code uh and do something so there's never been evidence of that happening in the past uh but now that we are in a heightened state of conflict with uh, with Russia, you know, it um, this is advice that people are giving. Now, on the flip side, this is a controversy. One of, uh, as I said, uh, our one of our sister sites, Tom's Guide. Um, you know, please do not confuse them with Tom's Hardware. We were both formed by the original Tom. But they are the best buy to our new egg. We are different sites with different staffs, but they sit near us anyway. Um, they uh, decided to keep so far Kaspersky antivirus on their list of best antivirus. Uh, they moved it down from number one, so it's not the top pick on the page. Uh, but they've decided to keep it on keep it on their list because they still think it's a good product, even though there are some security uh, warnings about it. Now, I should also say that our parent company, Future, uh, which which owns uh, both of our sites, uh, has quote unquote demonetized Kaspersky, where uh, a lot of things that we have on our sites uh, have, you know, affiliate links on them and there were affiliate links on some of these sites to Kaspersky and they've taken off the affiliate links. So if we're recommending Kaspersky, we are absolutely not getting any, um, you know, compensation if people decide to click through and buy it or go look for it and buy it, but, uh, they're still, uh, recommending it. So, um, you know, sitting near those folks, I talked to them and they said, well, this is kind of our, our compromise uh, position because we still we don't think it's there's not enough proof for us to say 
that this is per se dangerous. We liked it. It was our favorite anti favorite security software. Uh, and, uh, you know, and that, that is that, uh, now my opinion on this is, oh, and there's another angle to this too, which is that you may feel like in buying Kaspersky that you are doing business with the Russian company. Although again, Kaspersky disputes that it is a quote unquote Russian company. And obviously there's a lot of appetite, uh, in the West not to be seen doing business with or giving money to uh, Russian companies. But as for this, the more important security question, like if you have Kaspersky on your computer now, should you uninstall it? I don't know what to say. I feel like I would. Uh, but there's not really a good, good reason to say that, except that, I mean, there's not really any evidence positive looking evidence to say that except that hey antivirus software security software has the most access to your computer's sensitive information has very privileged access to your data to your computer so it is not impossible for um say the russian government to somehow you know get its claws into this company that they are very close with and may actually be able to force them Kaspersky to do its bidding um, and then put some kind of backdoor in, in there or some kind of malware in there and use it for some kind of nefarious purpose. Now, if I, of course, am sitting here as an individual, what nefarious purpose purpose can Russia, the country of Russia do with my computer? Well, it could turn it into a bot. It could use it to spread viruses to other stuff. Uh, even so, even if I personally am not, you know, a CIA agent or something, and don't have any like sensitive government information on my computer, which if I did, I would already wouldn't have Kaspersky on here, right? Because uh, I would have some kind of lockdown government computer for it, right? But uh, still, it can be dangerous to you. So out of an abundance of caution, I wouldn't run it. Um, also, by the way, there's the ultimate question, which is, do you really, how badly do you need a third-party antivirus that costs, you know, $30, $40, $50 when you could, uh, when, if you're using Windows, it comes with Windows, you know, with antivirus built in, which, you know, may not be, quote unquote, as good, but uh, we certainly know where Microsoft is from. The federal government feels very comfortable giving contracts and working with Microsoft. And uh, it's it's kind of a, you know, you, don't, you never have to worry about it. So, um, so I don't know. What do you think, Scott? Do you think, do you feel like Windows built-in antivirus is, is good enough? You know, for a very long time, it's been kind of my my personal only solution. Um, but I'm also incredibly careful about the things that I do. Um, of course, we can all get all get tricked, all get hit by something. But you know, I'm always extra cautious because while I may not have government secrets on my computer, I do oftentimes have secrets, right? Um, so I'm overly right. cautious, 
um, you know, there's, there's client stuff and whatever. So I'm, you know, I'm always, yeah. I'm always cautious. Um, my interesting position on this is that my position hasn't changed. I have always been weary <laughs> of Kaspersky. <laughs> um, because my take on Russia did not change five weeks ago. Uh, I have always felt that it was possible and probable <laughs> that this former KGB uh, agent who's running the country could possibly be in cahoots with this former KGB trained asset who runs a security company. So my take on it hasn't changed. I've always recommended against it. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. It just seems like, it seems like kind of a waste of money. And then a lot of the things that people get for having their Kaspersky, uh, you know, for having the higher packages are things like, you know, a more secure browser or, you know, all kinds of things to kind of protect you from phishing or sure. uh, backup software, which you can get elsewhere. So, I mean, eh, but whether you, you know, the, putting aside the question of whether or not you need to spend the extra money on an antivirus package there or third party security package on top of what comes free with windows, like you don't, this is one you don't need. And honestly, the security business has to be a reputation business, right? Mm -hmm. Like if you can't trust, if there's a, an iota of doubt about it, uh, then I think then it would be very wise not to do it. And I think that's what all the governments are saying is like, we don't know for sure what is going on here, but we know, um, but, but we know we, that there's, we, we know that there's yeah. been cyber attacks that have come from within Russia towards the U S including to our, our critical infrastructure. We know that there have been other computer based, uh, attacks towards the West all coming out of Russia. Why wouldn't they do the easy one? Because those were all way more complicated than, you know, government pressure in a already kind of scary country on one or more of the citizens. And it doesn't have to be the founder, right? You don't know that there's not a, not a, uh, a Putin stooge somewhere inside the company that's unrelated. And Kaspersky himself may not even know that it's happening. Yeah, right? exactly. Because that's it, the environment too... we're in right now. Yeah. Now, I mean, I hope there's not a Putin stooge inside <laughs> of uh, other other software companies sure, that we're not sure. as suspicious of, right? But uh, yeah, it's, I mean, there's, you know, uh, PC Mag had an article up saying, hey, you know, by Neil Rubenking, Jay Rubenking, dated March 16th, where he says that, hey, you know, uh, Google would catch or somebody else would catch hidden malware, like Google Project Zero would catch it if there was some kind of hidden malware in Kaspersky. I, I don't know. I mean, but if, even if, by the time you caught it. Nah, there you go. Even yeah. if you did, it would already be in the wild. Right. So by the time you caught it, it was too late. So, I mean, sorry, you just can't. I mean, is it guilt by association? I don't know. But Possibly. 
But, uh, you know, maybe we should, I'm sorry, maybe we shouldn't trust someone who's associated with the KGB to be providing our security at this time. Right. Absolutely. There's, there's enough, there's enough chaos surrounding what's happening over there and not just what's happening there, but what's happening from there, right? It's a spider web of weird (laughs) that's coming out of this conflict. And there have been, I mean... The idea that the guy who has threatened nuclear and chemical attacks on Ukraine, on the West, on NATO, the the idea that he wouldn't go, hey, can you put can you put a couple lines of code in to do this? For the we saw a nougat package. This was this would have been one of our topics last week. Uh, we saw a nougat package get updated by somebody outside of Russia that if it ran within the borders of Russia or Belarus, it started one directory up and started deleting files until it didn't have permissions anymore. Just on random people because they happen to be in Russia. When it comes to the computer aspect of this conflict, it's getting weird. (laughs) Um... And it's getting weirder every week. So the idea that, you know, two former KGB guys might work together to to essentially spread malware across the world. Yeah, totally possible. It's the least weird possibility when it comes to things that plug in in this conflict. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it would be suicide for his business. Of course it would. But But, uh, not doing what Putin says can be suicide for you. Yeah, that's that's true, right? It would be suicide for his business. Maybe he takes some money and runs. I don't know, but you know, we can't count on that to protect us. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I I don't I I would not I would not install the software. If I had it installed, I would uninstall it. That's my two cents in this matter. Yeah, mine as well. Uh, <laughs> mine was that six months ago and two years ago and. <laughs> But. Yeah, I mean it. Yeah, there you go. So uh, there, there you have it. Some controversy there, but if you go with what uh, multiple world governments are saying, you right. should probably not. Should probably agree with us. Yeah, and you know, if the U.S. and Germany are coming together on a, on something like this, we're. We're, we're looking at something you almost certainly should be listening to because the U.S. and Germany almost never agree on, uh, on global right. positioning. Right. So if, if the U.S. and Germany are both going, hey, I don't know about this, there might be something happening I'm, behind the scenes that we don't know about. <laughs> to, to be clear, I'm not, I'm not nearly, perhaps wrongly so, I'm not nearly as sold on the, like, on the Huawei ban, right? Like, they never provided any explanation, you know, any evidence for that. We are not in the same kind of, I mean, relationship U.S. and China are, can be are fraught, but they're not in the same uh, place. And so much of our stuff is made in China that it's kind mm-hmm. of hard to say, like, we're just going to stop uh, using electronics that are from Chinese companies. So, uh you know, so I, in, you know, I, I'm not totally fairness, sold on that. In, in fairness, the Huawei and ZTE ban existed under both a Democrat and a Republican president, 
which has always suggested to me that there was something behind the scenes that they weren't talking about. Um, the yeah. phones were banned for government purchase and um, uh, use in a government building under Obama, and uh, Trump just added uh, tower har- infrastructure hardware to the ban, which suggests to me that there's probably something outside of our view that right. was known or believed. Because, again, for for Obama and Trump to have agreed on something, <laughs> it's it's even crazier than the idea of the U.S. and Germany agreeing on foreign policy. <laughs> right, right. Fair so, enough. <laughs> that's always been my, my position on that. If those two both agreed on something like that, uh, that makes me a little queasy. <laughs> but, again, like you said... No evidence was provided for ZTE. No evidence was ever provided for Huawei. No evidence has ever been provided for this. But mm, they all make my stomach do a thing, a similar thing. Yeah. And that's kind of yeah. okay. That's okay enough. <laughs> yep. So this isn't exactly uh, Tom's hardware space, but uh, have you guys done anything on this topic? Yeah, I mean, we've done a couple of articles about uh, the you know the news of this, um, but uh, I figure it was a good good topic yeah. good topic to discuss because there seems to be some controversy around it. Although the answer seems pretty clear to me, and yeah. uh, public service announcement, I recommend uninstalling it. Agreed. So, uh, how where can people go to find your news and, of course, all the other stuff? Tom'sHardware.com, of course, and uh, at Tom's Hardware on Twitter. Fantastic. Well, great conversation. Very, a very different topic than we usually do in the Pilch Point. Kind of almost back to the old days uh, before you came on as the permanent co-host of F5 Live. Um, and I, I really enjoyed this because um, it's, it's a weird thing that, you know, most people don't think about, Right. We kind of, we live in this space. We see the little oddities all the time and, you know, you think, oh, well, that's from where? Oh, that's interesting. But, you know, most people don't think about where things come from or, you know, oh, it came pre-installed on my computer maybe. I don't know if they do that. But, you know, people don't think about that. So it's, it's, a, it's an interesting topic. And like you said, there's a lot of controversy around it right now. Um, I don't mind putting, putting my stamp on <laughs> on that uh, on that position because I've been saying it for a couple of years but yeah uh, I appreciate it it was a good topic and I always appreciate it and uh, I look forward to what we talk about next time <laughs>